I know you are, but what am I? Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Mac and Cheese, next. When your weekend's all spin up and Monday's coming down the pike, sometimes all you need is a little comfort to get you through to Monday. Mac and Cheese Movies, where we believe in comfort food and comfort movies. Warner Brothers is proud to present the story of a guy. Morning, I'm here. And his bike. James Bond kind of stuff. Together for the first time in their first big movie. I meant to do that. Mac and Cheese Movies. I'm Scotty Coppage. And she's going to give me some trick gum later. Shannon Coppage. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love his laugh. <laughs> and she dresses up like a nun every time she's about to steal back her belongings. Adrian Hagler. Hey, hey. So for our comfort food, we made buttermilk pancakes, a fried egg, bacon with Cocoa Krispies for the magical peewee breakfast. Um, sadly, it did not make itself. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a little disappointing. I was like, there were there were no pterodactyls involved. We have way too few fake dinosaurs in the house. That's what I found during this viewing. <laughs> oh man! You know what? That fried egg and that bit pancakes and the with the cocoa krispies was really good. Was really good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Scotty was like. So the egg, is a fried egg like what you get? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> He's like, like at breakfast, over medium. And I'm like, yeah, sort of. That's what like, that is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it was really good. It was really good. You made like a giant mountain of pancakes. It's going to take me like three weeks to eat. Like like, like any, any recipe I get like from YouTube or something. So we had this buttermilk and I wanted to use this buttermilk and they're like oh you can use this mix and everything and like as soon as i was putting this mix together i was like this is like for an entire family this isn't like for me and shannon who are gonna have like two pancakes this is like for 10 people basically <laughs> please tell me more about this amazing breakfast you had that i didn't get to share with you the creation of this amazing film oh he also made bacon good yeah, so be jealous of I that. Love bacon. As well. I love bacon. I know, I know. And we had to do the thing with the uh, with the face and everything. We didn't have any Mr. T cereal, but we we had some Cocoa Krispies. We ran out of Lucky Charms last night. Did they make Mr. Good morning, Mr. Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Mr. T cereal? <laughs> I, I had Mr. T cereal. I think they had that at Maniac Mansion. Do they still have it? 
Uh, well, I think the store closed <laughs> well, now. Well, not Maniac Mansion. Does it, does it still exist in the world? I think you can still get it somewhere. Mr. T cereal, yeah. like Mr. T Captain Crunch or something. Yeah, it's it's like, like a that. hybrid. Yeah. No idea. No idea. Because you I, didn't even get cool sugar cereal when you were growing up. No, my dad called it Sugar Moms. And mean, mean, sugar was bad. Is it sugar? <laughs> is it Sugar Moms? That's sugar bombs. Yeah, that's what he I called you it. You said sugar moms. Nope. Didn't I call thought it sugar you said moms. sugar moms too. I'm like, I could get down on this. <laughs> <laughs> sugar moms, sugar dads, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever it was, I didn't get it. <laughs> oh my god. No, all I was thinking, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid. Like, since I was a child. Um, and really, all I remembered about this movie, I mean, there are certain things, but the main thing was that how much my mom hated Pee Wee, hated him so much, and so of course we wanted to watch it all the time because she hated it. But <laughs> of course, and I can imagine this movie coming out as an adult and seeing it for the first time, I would probably hate it too. But seeing it for the first time as a kid, it's the greatest. It's the greatest, I mean, and it's, it's great the, now. It's a guy that's old enough to drink but chooses to drink orange juice. <laughs> up and like you know plays with the train set and knocks over the dinosaur and st- all this his stuff. bunny slippers his bunny like slippers have a, have a little carrot they have a carrot i want no, my I life to, to be confess, like this coming into this i have a little bit of inside scoop and so i know a little something about those bunny slippers they were actually his slippers and that whole part was improv. He didn't even write that in and just kind of like rolled with it. And there happened, happened to be a carrot toy laying on the floor. And he just kind of went with it and it became like this beloved scene. And people started trying to get bunny slippers after that. Really? So bunny slippers weren't as big a thing before this? Like it started. I, I, think, I think we owe that maybe to Pee Wee. Wow. Wow. I didn't know. I had no idea. That's awesome. I love it. What's um? So let's do first taste. Like first time seeing the movie. What's your relationship to it, and why is it a mac and cheese movie? Oh my gosh! Um, first time seeing the movie has to be second grade, nineteen eighty six, man. And so I have a younger sister, three years younger than me, and this was like our cult classic film. We became Pee Wee and Francis. I'm thinking, looking back, I was probably Francis and she was probably Pee Wee. Um, but man, we would just, we would just spout off the entire film, whether we were taking baths, playing in the backyard, whatever we were them. And, you know, having my own bike stolen in the fifth grade, like I had the moment coming out and like, you know, the clown and the chains are broken and he's like, oh my God, and he freaks out. I had that moment. So I think it's just so relatable. It's a total 80s flick, which is near and dear to my heart. So 
anytime I have the opportunity to see it and revisit those warm and fuzzies, I'm taking it. I love that. I did love you that. did you find your bike or was it ever recovered? Maybe. No, it was not recovered. Here's the deal. It was my first big girl bike. Like so I went from the kid bike with the unicorn seat and like, you know, the tassels hanging off to a ten speed. It was my first ten speed. It was purple, which was my jam. And I, I went in for dinner, and I left it parked right in front of the porch. And when I came out to put it up before going to bed, it was G-O-N-E gone. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, it was a crusher. It was a crusher. And so, you know, my parents' lesson in that is always to make me wait. It's like no immediate replacement. Like, we'll catch you at your birthday. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll take better care of it this time. Maybe. <laughs> Hard lesson learned. Uh-huh. Hard lesson learned. Yeah. yeah, I actually had that happen a few years back. It wasn't quite as uh, crazy because I had a car also, but <laughs> I came out and I hadn't ridden my bike in like weeks and I was like, where is it? And then I was like, oh, well, I guess I should have locked it up. <laughs> I, I didn't even know you had a bike stolen. I did when I was living on Fame. It was the one that Camilla had given me. Camilla had given me this bike and it was an awesome bike. Uh, and it just hung out on the side of the house. It was real sad. It was a sad moment, mostly because it was the bike Camilla gave me. But I loved in the movie how they're, how like everything is so happy and then everything after that is like menacing and dark. It's the exact same stuff. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> like, like the scary stuff is, re- it's like, is genuinely scary. Like when you see Francis like in the pitchfork, like kind of devil costume. And the stuff where they're, like, destroying the bike, like, the dream, and, like, like how everything looks, everything after the bike has been stolen, like, the tires on the bike, like, on, in the store, everything looks, looks, looks just terrifying. Well, and I think that you really see, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of forgot, but Burton did direct this, <laughs> and now That's I'm... exactly what I was going to say. It's just a testament to the presence of Tim Burton in this film, because... When he needs to take it dark, he can take it super dark, and it does just get really menacing. You talk about Francis in the devil costume. I think, you know, when they've they've stolen the bike and he's sitting there, you know, with the little thuggy guy, and he's like, just get rid of it, just get rid of it. I mean, you're really thinking, like, he's a piece of crap, man. He's he's evil. He's going to hurt somebody. I mean, they really take you to that place. And so I, I think I give all the credit in the world to Timber for that, for sure. for sure. And this was um, his first live-action movie, and Pee-wee had to fight to get in um, to be the director. The studio wanted like the, uh, this list of other guys. And like, no, I, this, this is who I want. Wow. That seems crazy that anyone would have to fight. They'd be like, I want Tim Burton. And they want to be like, really? He's going to do this? Okay. <laughs> so when... Um, just to give you some information. So right before the shutdown, I went to go see um, the 35th anniversary preview of the film with a Q&A sit down with Paul Rubens. So this was like, you know, not that long ago. And he talked a whole lot about kind of getting Tim Burton involved in this project and how it came to be. And, you know, he had kind of shut down everybody they had put forth and they're like, man, you got a week to find somebody or this thing's dead in the water. And he happened to be at a party and somebody had just, had just seen Frank and Weenie and said, I think Shelley Duvall was in that and can connect you to Tim. So Paul Rubens reached out to, 
Shelly Duvall, who said, yeah, you know, get hooked up with him. And that's how Tim Burton came to be a part of this project. I mean, it was just a random last minute ditch. But, you know, Paul talked a lot about everybody they put forth was not the right person to make this film. It had to be somebody special. And he said, I got 20 minutes into Frank and Weenie and knew he was the guy. Yeah. That's that's crazy that it was so almost chance like for this because that's why this movie has stood the test of time, you know? Absolutely. I mean it wouldn't be what it is without his touch. You know, we were we were talking about the different, you know, dinosaurs and bunny slippers and things like that. He talked about a lot of the tchotchkes that you see both in the bedroom and out in the front yard where there's all that crap and, you know, all the different seasonal stuff and on the roof and the yard. He's like, all of that stuff either came from my house or Tim's house. Like, that was our personal stuff. You know, they only had a budget of $7 million for this film, and so they really had to kind of stretch their money and make it count. That's amazing. And this movie looks good. It doesn't look dated or like it's made in like 1985. This movie looks like it could have been made really in the last 25 years, 30 years. Absolutely. I mean, it looks like a low-budget film, but not in a bad way. It's just kind of like, you're like, ah, that was so simple and effective, you know? I think it kind of adds to like the nostalgic kind of campy feel to the film too any anything you see i don't think dates it as a project i think it just kind of adds to the nostalgia absolutely absolutely um scotty what about your first taste i don't think i saw this in the theater i think i saw this on hbo but i was a big Wee herman fan loved the tv show wanted to do all the stuff he was doing like you know i wanted to build all the stuff that made the breakfast all the stuff he's doing like how could i do this how could i do this with my bike i didn't do any of it but, um, you know, because I was five or six years old. But, like, um, just all, all of it, and even watching it now, I'm like, I still want to be like this. I still want to be like Huey Herman. Um, you're talking about the breakfast. And I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm going, that's not realistic. And I'm like, why am I thinking that? This is Pee-wee, you know? Like, none of this is realistic, but that's why it's amazing. But I'm thinking, like, the pancake batter, I'm like, that's been sitting there all night. Gross. <laughs> Oh, yeah. sure. If, if you're going to start dissecting the yeah. kind of mousetrap-esque <laughs> yeah. breakfast maker, we can surely find some flaws, but from a distance, it's, it I think amazing. it's got great overall purpose. Absolutely. No, that's that was our favorite part, was the breakfast like thing, because you're like, ah, oh, this would be incredible. But yeah, I, I don't remember. I'm going to stay with you know my usual answer i don't remember exactly when i first saw it but i remember we watched it over and over and i specifically remember it drove my mom insane (laughs) and that's why she's getting a Pee Wee herman doll for christmas yeah (laughs) if you're listening mom you're welcome (laughs) like everything like the hardcore garage door opener which is like 20 digits and then like other stuff and like like in the bike, it's just, the, the light comes in, just like, a, like I love that. Um, is Francis's bath, is that like a pool, or is that, so is, or is that like chlorine in the water, or is it like a bathtub bathtub? I think it's a bathtub bathtub, because he's super rich, and there's a room just with like a pool bath. <laughs> right, I think under normal circumstances, we would consider it an indoor pool, but under like, I think it kind of spoke to like the grandiose nature of Francis and his entitlement. He's this, you know, big baby man and he's got this 
big bathtub that's the size of a swimming pool. And he's, he's eating the people like off the shit. Like he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's Godzilla. It made, it made me think like this must be what the, it kind of reminded me of like the Harry Potter like the uh, the bathroom for the prefects you know because they have like their own bathroom and it has it talks about how it's like this giant pool and you kind of see it in the movie but I was like oh it's like th- maybe that's where they got it from it was from Pee Wee. <laughs> I think so. Maybe uh, some inspiration from Pee Wee and like Cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I made you that bike, by the way. I made that bike for Scotty. I mean, not exactly, not, not... but it looked a lot like it. Um, I got, I picked up like old school bike at like this estate sale. And it's, it's, it's like a women's bike. It's got the little swoop, you know, and everything, but... It was, like, bright red. It had white wall tires, but it was real old, so I had to, like, replace the white wall tires and had to, like, do all... It didn't really work. Then it did work, and it's only, like, one speed. (laughs) And Scotty rode 25 miles during the hotter than hell. Oh, my gosh. One-speed bicycle. Oh, but, man, it was pretty. It was a good bike. It was a good bike. Then my dad. Are you, are you saying it was a good bike? I, I, I sold, sold it, it for like 15, 20 bucks. Because my dad like gave him some bike when he was getting some other fancy bike. And he was like, I was so impressed with you riding that one speed. I was going to give this to someone else, but it is yours. You earned yourself an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, it was pretty, but it took up a lot of space. And I was like, eh, somebody else will enjoy it. But yeah. I don't know. Shannon tried to grab the handle one time and it popped off, and then another one <laughs> jumped in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember when that happened? It was so fancy. <laughs> oh, Little jet boosters yeah. came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little like lizard it. bike. It's <laughs> a yeah. living organism. Like, like the, the Pee Wee's the journey that he goes on. I love all, like, all the people he runs into, he makes a connection with. He isn't mean spirited about anybody. Um, even Francis, he's like kind of nice to Francis, um, even though he's playing jokes. But like, you know, the fortune teller. I like that the fortune teller it says income tax on her sign. Um, <laughs> like that. Like that scene is funny to me. And then like when he's he hitches the ride with the guy, and they've got the disguise and everything. Then I'm thinking like the cop is like. I just wanted to get you out to see if I can get a nice look at that outfit. And they're just kind of like, can cops, were cops able to do that back in the 80s? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, because he's supposed to be like a woman. And he's like, "Ah." and you're like, whoa, no, too far, cop. Yeah, yeah, I think it did push the boundary a little bit. But, you know, I guess they got away with a lot more. They didn't have people running around with cell phones with cameras, so. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, the the convict kind of like looks Pee Wee up and down a little bit when he's in that dress. I was like, he knows he's a dude, you know? Like, I don't know. It was so just, it's it's funny. Watching the funny. the film as an adult is a whole different experience than watching it as a child because you pick up on things like that and these little innuendos here and there. That's like, did he just do what I thought he just did? I think he did. I think that's what he did. And I think that was in there for adult me. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No, I I don't know that I had watched this since I was really a a child or almost not a child. I don't know. 
but uh, it had been so long, and so it was a completely new experience, like, coming to that, and I was actually surprised with how much I enjoyed it, because, um, you know, with how much my mom hated it and everything, I was just like, I guess this is an adult experience, uh, you know, better get my coffee and maybe play on my phone some, you know, <laughs> but I really loved it, I really loved it, because you're just, yeah, yeah, things like that. Like, the headlight review when he when he's like by himself and like he's in the dark and it's like his eyes he's like he's gonna do the head headlamp glasses and then like everything is around him and it's just like it's and he turns them off real quick <laughs> like everything is like a really cool play I want to see you know yeah yeah uh, Scotty like multiple times during us watching this just a little bit ago was like. Hey, hey, Shannon, this is coming up. You know, like, watch, watch, watch. You know, because I'm watching, but he wants to make sure that I'm watching because this is one of his favorite parts. And I loved that this was one of those movies where you had multiple favorite parts. You're just like, oh, you can't miss this. Can't miss it, you know? Absolutely. And I will say, when I watched it at that 30th anniversary, you know, screening, it was at the Moody Theater in downtown Austin. And so watching this film in a a room, a huge theater full of people, weirdos just like me, who love all the same parts, that know all the same words, and we're all hitting each other at the same time. It was the most amazing experience. I mean, it was fantastic. And you don't want people to miss, like, the parts that you just love, like, oh, my God, here comes Large Marge, here comes Large Marge, and the person's like, who's Large Marge? Just wait, just wait. Absolutely. Well, and you're in a theater full of people who know exactly who Large Marge is. They're they're there for it. <laughs> they That's right. Yeah. Like we we've seen like the some of the Harry Potter movies like with the live orchestra. So it does the movie and then does the music like with a live orchestra and like people are clapping like when characters come on they're sneering when villains come in. It's a great experience something like this. Yeah. It's a completely different experience because you have audience participation. And obviously everyone has already seen this movie, so it, it kind of just enhances it for you because they Absolutely. love it as much. Was Paul Rubens in character when he was on stage, or was he like as Paul just Paul Rubens? So Paul Rubens at the 35th anniversary screening was there as Paul Rubens, not as Pee-wee. And he talked a lot about that too, as as far as being one of the first people to ever create a character kind of, and he created this character as part of his stand-up with the Groundlings and in the 70s as a part of his stage act. And so he took this character and did a film, but he starred in it as the character. So it was, you know, Pee-wee's Big Adventure starring Pee-wee Herman. And you never really see Paul Rubens, certainly not in any acting credits in the film, maybe in some production or writing. But, um, yeah, so... And I had never seen him speak, really just be Paul before this. And, you know, he's a 67-year-old man at this point. And it was fascinating. And he is so dry and so witty, but there is so much Pee-wee in Paul, and there's so much Paul in Pee-wee. You really can see kind of the crossover. And a lot of the darkness that you see in some of the places in the film, you see... Yeah, there's Tim there, but man, there's Paul there too. 
That's interesting to see the differences between them because, yeah, I think we all really know about Tim Burton's darkness and we're like, oh, well, this, that's what that is. But to see where that really comes into play as well and melded into this. Did you watch Pee-wee other than this movie? Like the show? The show, yeah. I watched, yeah, Pee-wee's Playhouse on Saturdays yeah. and then I loved Big Top Pee-wee. I didn't watch the one after that, but there, yeah, I liked, one after I liked it? all of them. Is there one after it? Is there a movie after it? Yeah, it's like Pee-wee's Holiday or something like that. Big that, Holiday, is, maybe. Is that like, um, is that on Netflix? Is that did that just come out, or is was this back so. in the nineties? Like I think it was. I think it was back then. Mm-hmm. It obviously was not as successful since we're like grasping, like what was that? <laughs> I remember. Well, even Big Top Pee-wee was not that successful. Yeah. I remember seeing it. I remember when. Is it Chris Christopherson who's in that movie? He, like, gives, hey, you want some breakfast, Pee-wee? And it's, like, this little bitty, like, pan, like, a little egg and stuff. And he, like, eats it. like, oh, we'll have to go swimming for an hour. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. Actually, that makes me think of, like, while I'm watching this, all this whole production of breakfast, and he eats, like, three bites. And he's like, okay, good to you. He's like, one bite for ten minutes. Pee-wee, yeah. Exactly. Also, his tiny dog and his giant bowl of food. And I'm like, what is happening here? He's like his dog. I I love. I'm gonna. I love that he saves all the pets, but like that he is always like creeped out by the snakes and looking at the snakes and they're the very last things. And then he like runs out with them in his hands and like just kind of passes out. He talked about that being a legitimate fear and loathing of snakes and that that part, he did not have to work hard to act because that was absolutely real. Uh, That's hilarious. I thought it was going to be way easier to like break world records because of this movie, because he's like riding the bull. They're like, hey, cuz, come on. (laughs) Sets him on the bull and they're like, wow, is he going to break the record? And then it's like, is he going to break the world record? And I was like, man, obviously records are going to be real easy. <laughs> this movie does make Texas look awesome. Or ridiculous. If we're going to have that kind of reputation, like with the cowboys you know, and stuff, like it's, it, it's super cool. It's not. That's That's basically, I remember my landlord in Italy, he knew like yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that's all he could say in English. But if you said Texas, he went, oh, Texas. Cowboys, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's one of your five words of English. <laughs> I gotta say, when I took a vacation as a kid to San Antonio, I was very disappointed that I did not see more cowboys, and I was very disappointed that the Alamo was not quite as grand as I had imagined. Yeah. I, I think everyone I ever met that didn't live in the U.S., they were disappointed that we didn't ride horses everywhere. Like, that was their vision. They were like, you don't have cars. You've got horses. Obviously. Same, girl. Same. When, when I was a kid and I went to San Antonio and went to the Alamo, but then, like, it was just me and my dad. And, like, this is kind of like a peewee kind of thing. Um, you know, my, there was, like, a tattoo shop. And my dad said, yeah, if you go in there he'll put something on your arm and you can't wash it off. And then we just kind of walked off. But like, I was scared the next hour that this scary looking tattoo guy 
was gonna run after me and like put a tattoo on me that I couldn't wash off. Like I was, this is like a, like this is a genuine fear, and it's just kind of I remember this so vividly. <laughs> I love that your dad. That was his description. I mean, it's it's completely accurate. You know, he's yeah, he gonna, didn't lie to you. <laughs> did not lie, but it does sound terrifying. <laughs> Uh, Maybe he failed to mention that you would have to pay him I, to I, do it. Yeah, and yeah, it wouldn't be so easy for him to just like slap something so, so, on there. And, and I was like looking behind me, like, and he's like maybe maybe behind a, a column or something, like just waiting to get me, like <laughs> creeping after you. The evil tattoo man. Yeah. Are you still afraid of those guys? He doesn't have any. Tattoos. I don't have a tattoo. I think that's. I think oh that's. Oh my gosh! This is very telling. <laughs> I don't have any tattoos either, but I don't I don't have any weird fears, I don't think. I wasn't afraid like somebody was going to like kidnap me and tattoo me. <laughs> uh, I will say, I feel like this movie is very it makes me think like this must have been Scotty as a child. Because Scotty all of Scotty's stories are kind of like these crazy imaginative kind of things, and I'm like I feel like this is what it would be like to be in, like, Scotty's head, except for his, like, not wanting to kiss the girl or something, because Scotty just loved all the girls. <laughs> he was like... Yeah, I was, I was like, Dottie's super cute. What's what's we doing? <laughs> no, really. And that makes you question, like, his sexual orientation, because Dottie's... And is, it, is it that he's just so childlike? He couldn't even imagine? Is it like, oh, ew, girls are gross? I think, I think that is. I think it, is that is that called asexual? Is he a or is he non-sexual? Ace. I think there's a, a yeah asexual ace. But I think I think it's more that he's it's supposed to be like a child's world or a child's vision of what the adult world looks like. So I don't know that it's really so much his sexuality so much as like yeah you're a boy and you're like ew girls are gross you know. Um, we can settle if it up was at the drive. Dottie, they would have been getting it on. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, Scotty would have been, like, been uh, writing some love letters to Dottie. Um, he, they would have gone to the drive-in a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I love that there's soap on his jacket when he's doing the dishes, like for his meal. Um, there's like like all these suds just on his suit jacket, like. Also. That that suit like stayed immaculate during this entire trip. You know? No kidding. I mean, if he was even like in a in a train car with a hobo, yeah. <laughs> it was filthy, <laughs> and he never got dirty. Nope. I told I told Shannon like I really thought there was gonna be more box cars in my life when I was a kid, and there's been none. <laughs> Zero boxcars. That's disappointing. You know, there was a book in elementary school that I think teachers used to read to us called The Boxcar Children. Yeah. You yeah. read all that book? Yes. So I, too, am disappointed at the lack of boxcars in my life. Yeah. No, but he, like, jumps off the train to get away from the hobos <laughs> singing and, like, rolls around in the dirt. And he gets up and he's like, and immaculate again. <laughs> yeah. Who is, the, who is the kid Um, that's the actor? That's like a real dick on set. He's in like Monster Squad. I think he's in Wonder Years. I think he's the older brother in the Wonder Years. He's he plays like a jerk in a lot of movies. Uh, are you talking about the kid that like has the bike? Yeah, he's, and he's yeah. like he's like he's like Jerry. Like you know, yeah. She keeps oh, on missing her cues. Ugh. Yeah, 
when he he's typing in, he goes, action! <laughs> As far as like the movie itself, but you know, there were copycats. What, what copycats are there? That's a good question. I'm gonna think about that. I don't think there's I don't <laughs> think there's anything that pulls off like this kind building this kind of world and like it being like adult and kind of kid friendly, like the same and kind of works on those levels. I mean I think you can there's some stuff probably that comes out in the last thirty years that might be having that, but nothing like with that like Pee level. No. I mean, he built a whole world around a character and just built upon it and built upon it. I mean, from all the different characters and storylines we saw and came across in Adventure to the ones in, you know, Playhouse on Saturday mornings. And, you know, even the one you mentioned, Chris Christopherson in um, Big Top Pee Wee. I didn't even remember him being in that, but... I mean, there are just so many different directions and ways that he built upon this and kind of created his own accepting existing world. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely agree. Is there anything that you want to talk about about this movie that we haven't already talked about? Or Paul, or Paul Rubens or Pee Wee. Or all of that. All of the above. <laughs> he. No, I got my page of notes. Ah! <laughs> I love that. I love Paul Rubens in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. He, he again, played kind of a little weird, dark guy. Well, that was, like, the first thing, like, after he was arrested and after they stopped doing Pee Wee and everything, and this was, like, his first role, and he wasn't really in a whole lot of stuff, I think, like, in the interim. But he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and he gets, like, his stake through the heart, and he's, like, really hamming it up, and he's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Um, is he talked about you know reprising his role as peewee and he's like you know i see myself on camera and i'm not you know young peewee anymore and he's like it's it looks weird almost like you know what happened to baby jane and so he's like i always refuse doing you know new peewee stuff at this later point but he's like there's this anti-aging kind of cinematography effect that they can do now so what he's saying is that he's going to finish his book and then play himself in the film adaptation of his book. Oh, that'd be oh, great. That'd be fun. great. I would love to see that story because, you know, he never talks about the arrest and what happened at the theater. Um, but he says, he always says, I'm saving it for the book. And there people are like, oh, there's a book, there's a book. And he's like... Well, there will be a book. <laughs> I just haven't started it yet. <laughs> and the theater thing was such a weird thing for cops to be on patrol doing. Um, oh, it was a sting. It was, it was a just, setup. Um, and then, like, when I'm trying to tell my parents, my parents trying to explain it to me, like, what what did he do? And it's like, well, he, and they kind of, like, sanitize it a little bit and kind of, like, it's like, okay, so now we're, we're done with Pee Wee because he messed up here? I don't understand, you know. Um, 
here's the thing. He did what an adult man does at an adult theater. He masturbated at an adult theater showing adult films, you know, so he wasn't in there like, you know, being inappropriate with kiddie porn or something like that. Like he was doing it. And at the time there was just this big movement against pornography and they use him as an example. And it's really sucked because it destroyed his career for a really long time. So I'm loving to see kind of the success that he's had up to the point of the shutdown with this 35th anniversary tour because people are loving what he has to say and, you know, having the opportunity to sit down and experience the nostalgia alongside other people who appreciate it is, is just an amazing opportunity. Absolutely. And I just want to clarify that when you're talking about the shutdown, we're talking about COVID-19 because <laughs> that's what we're living now. <laughs> yeah. That's our for, for all the people in the future who listen to this podcast in like 50 years on, yeah. a, on like a hologram. You know, maybe we'll we'll have like our own little flashback to this moment. <laughs> 35th anniversary of this episode. Of the, of the Pee-wee's Big Adventure <laughs> episode and friendship with Adrian Hagler. Uh, yeah, well, uh, doggy bag. Doggy bag, what are you taking home? What's the legacy of Pee-wee's Big Adventure? You first. <laughs> you know what? A timeless, ageless film that st- that brings up the child in me, and like nothing really does that anymore. And, you know, I was pretty locked in when I was watching this movie. I wasn't like really on my phone that much, or trying to do laundry or other stuff that we're just so distracted by by being at home full time. And it's it's magical. It's and it's Tim Burton, and it's maybe it's maybe. Um, and top five for Tim Burton, maybe. Maybe even top four. I mean, it's it's when he was just really amazing. And I wish that he would do something else, kind of like Pee-wee, but maybe you can't do something like this. Maybe the magic is in Pee-wee. I, I really love seeing and experiencing the other side, the adult side of this movie, because I remember the nostalgia that I have for it, watching it as a child and watching the television show and everything, but... All of the different things that I know I didn't pick up on, because that wouldn't have made any sense to Child Shannon. <laughs> but then also, like, I love I love the Pee-wee character because he is. He's a complete, completely in the moment. He's in the moment. He's like, if everything is good, then everything is amazing, and he's experiencing it, and, like, just completely wringing every moment of enjoyment out of it. And on the flip side, like, all the terrifying things are incredibly dark and crazy but uh that's i i want to be that i want to be peewee i want to be peewee peewee's got a great outlook you know i think that peewee really does take us on a big adventure you know and and we can sit down with this film with any person of any generation in our life and have a true belly chuckle and kind of just get lost in the nostalgia and go along on this ridiculous adventure alongside Pee-wee. And, you know, I think it will remind us that we too will kind of resume adventures at some point as well. Hey, or, you know, he had crazy adventures in his house. 
you know? Like, For he's, sure. he's having the best time ever. I mean, he created, like, a special garage secret thing. We could all be working on secret, like, garage things for our bikes, you know? Like, I want secret things like that in my house. Yes, yes. You know, like, maybe that's what we should be taking. Like, we can have adventures. We don't have to travel. We don't have to go to crazy shows. We can make our own adventures. Maybe that is a takeaway. We make our own adventures. I like it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, um, if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more, check us out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to do something really special, give us a rating there too. We'd really love that. Or you can just like live your life. Follow us on Twitter at Mac and Cheese Movie. All right, y'all. Mac and Cheese out. There's a lot of things about me you don't know anything about, Dottie. Things you wouldn't understand. Things you couldn't understand. Things you shouldn't understand. I don't understand. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. I'm a loner, Dottie. A rebel. So long, Dot. Yay!